The following program is paid for by the partners and viewers of the Life of Faith broadcast. Let's join Dr. Wayne Fry for today's message, Already in Progress. We appreciate that, and you're, you're in line for a, uh, for a harvest because you've sown. And so I'm on a real quest. I'm on a real quest to obtain and gain all the knowledge and understanding I can about this seed sowing principle. And also, just as important, the harvesting aspect of it. Because my heart is that if we're going to trust God enough to do his word and that we're going to trust God enough to sow, then we should be receiving a harvest. Amen. Amen. Got it? Because one of the things one, uh, the Bible says, be not weary and well doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. One of the reasons why people give up and it's quite natural is because they don't see the results that they are expecting to see in the manner that they're expecting to see it. So they get weary, and I understand that because we're natural. We're natural people uh, living in the natural world with a supernatural state or in the supernatural state. And so, but, we, but we're still affected by the natural, okay? Now, I don't want to get over the feelings and all that stuff because the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. But what I'm telling you is we, let's be real about this. If you're going to do something for a long time, if you're going to obey God, and he says you should get something back, then you should get something back. Amen. Come on now. Amen. Are you with me? And so uh, it's not that we're pushing God in the corner. It's not that we're saying, putting our face in, in, uh, in the face of God and saying, God, you have to do what you have. We don't have to do any of that because he's promised to do all of it. We just want to make sure that we're in the right posture and we're in the right position so that we're not doing anything that's hindering the progress. Because there's never an issue with God. Take your neighbors, a neighbor that's never an issue with God. Go and tell them. Come on, go and tell me. No, tell the other neighbors that there's never an issue with God. So please don't misunderstand me today in thinking that I'm trying to, to, uh, to, to, to push God back in the corner and say, God, you have to do some things. You don't have to do it because his word says it. What I'm saying is I want, I'm on the quest to understand this so I can teach you so you can understand it so we can always remain in the right position to receive. So if God's never the problem and we're in the right place, then bam, manifestation. When the two sides meet, something's got to happen. Y'all hearing this? So we declared last week and we'll declare it again this week. Uh, it won't be long now. Amen. Tell your neighbors on both, on, on both sides. Says, it won't be long now. It won't, be, won't be long now. It won't be long now. Yes, I'm Southern. And so um, as, we're, as we're sowing and as we're believing God, there's some things. I, there's two things I want to share with you today, and it's and it's uh, talking to to the group of you who have decided to trust God at His word. But it's also talking to the group of people who are not yet there, but yet I'm going to share this in such a way that you can see what's waiting for you once you decide to trust God. 
Because I know 100% of us are not trusting God. I, I mean, come on now. I, could, I know that. Because the, the law of averages are the same wherever you go, whether you're in a mega church or a small church or medium-sized church, wherever you go, the averages are all the same. There are only uh, 20% of people doing 80% of the work. And so that's just where it is. So if you have 100 million people in the church or two people in the church, you're going to have the same average. So I know today, today, I know today, not everyone in this room are trusting God with your finances. I know that. Okay. And uh, so there, yet you can hear this word in such a way that you can get a, get a glimpse, an insight on what you can tap into once you begin to trust God. Because my heart is to teach the word with simplicity and understanding so you can make a quality choice that, man, I'm going to obey God. Amen. You know what? I'm going to forget about what all these other crazy people have been saying, all these other ignorant folk have been saying. I've been, I'm going to forget about what my mind is trying to tell me and what the enemy has been trying to tell me. I'm going to obey God. It, is, it just seems too, uh, too, too easy, too simple to do a God. And it is. God doesn't make anything difficult. Are y'all hearing this? And so when you embark on this thing, let me see here. Uh, when we, come here, Brother Jason. When you embark on this thing, uh, you're pretty athletic. Okay, all right, okay, praise the Lord. Stand, stand right over there for me and face me. All right, stand. So when you, when you embark on, on these things and when you're getting started uh, really in believing and trusting God, the enemy doesn't lay over and just let you get a good momentum. He doesn't, he doesn't allow you to get, mom, he doesn't want you to get momentum because if you get momentum, it becomes easier for you. And you start seeing some results, and then he can't stop you. And so he'll rather try to get you off in the beginning. Okay? And so uh, anybody here, everybody may not be a football fan, but have you watched football? But in football, there's a a wide receiver. And so you're going to be a wide receiver, tight end, you know, that's, that's your position. And on the defensive side, there are cornerbacks, cornerbacks. And or safeties and their job a lot of times if they're not in zone coverage, maybe one man to man, they are to guard the receiver and prevent them from catching the ball. Everybody follow me? And so in the in the fail, there's a rule that the cornerback can make contact with the receiver within the first five yards of their progress. After five yards, it's just got to be a man on man. And so what happens is when you're man on man covered, especially when the field is short, because it won't be long now. Amen. Oh, okay, 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 okay. When the field is short, when you're in the red zone and you're playing man to man, the cornerback will come and face up with him right on the line. Okay, won't, won't be offside, but he'll face up on the line. And so when the quarterback hikes the ball, okay, now, l- listen, this is an illustration, okay? I praise the Lord. When the quarterback hikes the ball, the receiver's gonna try to run his route, okay? So uh, you, you're the quarterback, you quarterback, so you go ahead and, and, and hike the ball. You gonna get an illustration? Come on, get an illustration, you gonna get an illustration. <laughs> Praise the Lord, you, all, right, all right, so you call it out, and you gonna go on one? On one. Okay, on one, all right, on one. All right, go ahead. Ready. You on one, oh, you're all side. <laughs> like. And so look what I'm doing, look what I'm doing. As a cornerback, I wanna jam the receiver. I want to impede his progress to, to take, um, take him off his timing because the quarterback and the receiver, they have a play that they uh, practice together and he has to get to a certain spot at a certain time. My responsibility is to jam him up so that it'll get him off his time so when the ball is thrown, he won't be there. Are y'all hearing this? 
And so what the enemy would do when you start sowing, the enemy would try to jam you up. And try to impede your progress. Try to get this way. Try to get this way. All right. Impede your progress so that you don't get the way you're going because there's a harvest design. There's a harvest design for you to get on the other side. And see, as a child of God, thank you, Jim, as a child of God, you have to understand some things that you just can't sit back and let your progress be impeded. You got to fight and get past the enemy so you can get to where you need to be when you need to be there so you can get your manifestation. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? So then today I want to share just two things. I just, I've been praying again and seeking and, and talking to different people and, and, just, and just really on a quest, man, so that, I, so that I don't leave anything out. If this one thing that I'm making sure every I is dotted and every T is crossed, is this thing right here because I know this is tied into your prosperity, it's tied into your increase, it's tied into vision fulfillment, it's tied into us blessing other people, it's tied into so many things. So we want to make sure we're in the right place. Amen. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying today? So I'm going to talk to you today about two things, two things on how to accelerate your harvest, how to accelerate your harvest. OK, so I'm going to share with you two things on how to accelerate it by shouts, accelerate, accelerate, accelerate your heart. How many people want it to come earlier than, 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 than it was designed? Come on. To show up, you know, show up faster than it was supposed to show up. Come on now. Y'all with me? That's what acceleration is all about. All right. First of all, to accelerate your harvest, you have to make God your source. Okay. Now I know that you, we've said this before, we've talked about it before, but I need you to hear it in a new, fresh way today. Because we say, and people will say, God is my source. But in reality, in their actions, they're saying something different. Okay? It's one thing to say out your mouth, God is my source. It's another thing to say that with your actions. Come on. To say that with what you do. And so, but if you're going to accelerate your harvest, you have to make God your source. You're going to have to disconnect from any other thing that can take the place of God. All right. Exodus 3.14. Exodus 3.14. Let's go there. Let's take a, look, take a look at a few scriptures here. May not be familiar scriptures, so let's pay attention to these uh, particular things here. Exodus 3, excuse me, Exodus 3, verse number 14. Exodus 3, verse number 14. All right. Shout with me today, I must make God, must make God my, source. my source. All right. And we got to be real about that. Got to be real about it. Not just talk it, walk it. Okay. Exodus 3 and 14. Now, this is a story of Moses. Moses, as you know, was called of God to go be the deliverer for the people of Israel that was in Egypt. Okay, you remember that uh, the Israelites were in Egypt in bondage for over 400 years. And God called Moses on the backside of the mountain and he spoke to him out of the bush. You know, we probably see that movie over the Christmas break. Uh, the Ten Commandments when Charleston had Moses, Moses, the ground that you stand is holy ground. You know, that, that, you know, that thing. And so God speaks to Moses out of a burning bush and gives Moses instructions and says, Moses, I want you to go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And Moses says, okay, 
who am I supposed to say sent me? And this is God's response in Exodus 3:14. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. So God's response to Moses was, don't tell them Jehovah God. Don't tell them Jehovah this or Jehovah that. Don't tell them God Almighty. Tell them I am that I am sent you. Now, why is that important? Because God is the I am to whatever you need. God is saying, I am what you need me to be when you need me to be it. Ah, glory to God. Are y'all hearing this? God said, no, I don't even look, look, just tell him I am. Got it. I am that I am. So God has set himself up and God wants to be all that you need. You got this? He wants to be everything that you need. Your fulfillment and your wholeness in life should come from God and God alone. Now, other people can add to your life, but no one should take the place of God in your life. God needs to be your source for everything, including your financial provision. Are y'all hearing this? And so now, as I make God my source, then I also choose, when I choose God as my source, I also choose not to use any other thing as my source. You got that? Let's go a little further. Go to 2 Chronicles, please. 2 Chronicles is where we want to go. Yeah, 2 Chronicles 26. He is who you need him to be when you need him to be. I love that. Isn't God good? Okay. 26. 2 Chronicles 26, verse number 5. Okay. This is about King Uzziah, who uh, took the throne at 16 years of age. But he learned something from those who was before him. He was smart enough to know that I don't know everything, so I need, to, I need to be mentored in this. And so he says here in verse number 5, 2 Chronicles 26, 5, And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. Now notice this last part. This is what King Uzziah did. As long as he sought the Lord, God made them prosper. Oh, look at that. As long as he sought who? The Lord, God made him to prosper. Notice the word didn't say as long as he sought the systems of men. As long as he sought the way people did things, as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to what? Prosper. Why? Because when you make God your source, you're saying, God, I'm going to seek you for everything. And God says, okay, because you're trusting me that much, I'm going to cause you to prosper. Say with me, I got to make God my source. I got to make God my source. Yeah, man, we got to make him and we got to really do it. Psalm 23, 1, we all know it. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not what? Want. He's your source. If he's your shepherd, he's going to lead you in the places where you have all your provision and all your needs met and you shall not want. Okay. Jeremiah 17. Let's look at that together, please. Jeremiah 17. Let's look at that together. To accelerate your harvest. Got to make God your source. Okay, Jeremiah 17. All right. And verse number five. 
Jeremiah 17, 5. All right, everybody there? Look at this. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusts in man, and maketh flesh his arm. So curse is the man that trusts in man that maketh flesh. In other words, put, put everything, put your trust in your own strength, or put your trust in man's strength. Curse just simply means empowered to fail. That's all that means, all right? He says here, and whose heart departs from the Lord. If you trust so much in man, you're going to fall away from God. For he shall be like the heath or a bush in the desert and shall not see when good comes. When you trust in man and man's strength and your own strength, you won't even recognize when good shows up. But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not be inhabited. But look at the flip side of this. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be a tree planted by the waters and spread it out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat comes, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall she cease from yielding fruit. Glory to God. So quite a difference. Quite a difference from the man who would trust in man. The Bible says he'll end up dry. But the man that would trust in God will end up even producing fruit in the midst of a drought. So it doesn't even matter what's going on in the environment. If my trust is in God and God is my source, my leaf is going to be green even when others are withering up. Because they're choosing to put their trust in the strength of man. And the word of God says, put your trust in God. You got to make God your source. And unfortunately, we're dependent upon systems of the world. We're dependent upon systems of man. John 3, go John 3, John 3. But what I'm saying is, if you're trusting in that, you're trusting in the wrong thing. That's, all, that's the only reason why I said all that. You're trusting in the arm of men. And the Bible says when you trust in the arm of men, you're going to end up dry. But if you trust in God, you're going to end up with green leaves right in the midst of famine. Right in the midst of famine. John 3, please. John 3. All right. John 3. And let's look at verse number 27. John 3, 27. Say, I'm there if you're there, please. Okay. It says, John answered and said, a man can receive nothing. Look at this. A man can receive nothing. Look at this. Except it be given him from heaven. So where is it coming from? Heaven. Heaven. Source. The source. The source is God. You with me? I'm going to read that to you out of the message translation. Message translation said, John answered, it's not possible for a person to succeed. I'm talking about eternal success without heaven's help. God's got to be your source, man. Shout with me. God's got to be my source. Come on. Yeah, God's got to be my source. Because, see, when you misplace your trust on something that has not been designed to be your source, you end up being frustrated. Like your job. See, your job is not designed to prosper you. But we're always looking for a job that pay more money. Oh, I'm talking now. Nothing wrong with increase. Nothing wrong with a good paying job. You should, you should have that. But you shouldn't, do, you shouldn't be looking for a high paying job 
to meet your needs for prosperity. Because your job can't do it. It hadn't been designed to do it. And so what happens is when your job doesn't meet your need for prosperity, you get frustrated with your job. And then you start not liking your job and you start resenting your job because your job is not prospering you. But your job wasn't designed to prosper you. God is. And see, your job can't do what God is called to do. Don't you dare take your job and give your job God's job. Oh, come on now. Talk to me. See, if you, if you take if you take your place of employment and make that your God, that's the highest you're going to go. As much as they're willing to pay you is all you're going to all you're going to increase. And then when you don't think they're paying you enough, now you're mad at the job. Now you're mad at your employer. How come they won't give me more money? How come they won't give me a raise? It's because they probably got other things to pay and they're limited in what they can give you. And see, you're in the wrong because you made them your source. Okay, okay, let me get my ladies on my side. Ladies, you ever had a, you ever had a man and you thought you had a man, but he turned out to be a boy? See, I see what I'm saying, see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? You thought you had a man. He looked like a man. He walked like a man. He talked like a man. He had a physique like a man. But when you really got to know him, he was just a boy. Because he wasn't able to provide like a man, he was still a boy. Because you shouldn't send a boy to do a man's job. Talk to me in here. I'm just saying, you better check out that as a man, that's a man, that's a man before you get hooked up with him because you might have your boy. And you're looking for that boy to give you safety, security, and stability, and he can't even take care of himself. And now you're mad, but you had to have him because he looked like a man. He felt like a man. But he wasn't nothing but a boy. And so now you resent the man, but you, it's your fault because you picked somebody that was a boy and tried to make him do what a man does. Same thing with your job. You t- if you make your job your source, you are now trying to get your job to do what only God can do. It is God who prospers us, not your job. Now, you should work. Tell your neighbor, hunt your neighbor, make a move. Make a, say, now you better go to work tomorrow. You better go to work tomorrow. If you schedule to be at work tomorrow, you better be there. Don't be spooky up in here. Now, a job does have its reasons or a job does have its uh, job is there for a certain thing. The job is there to give you seed to sow so God can prosper you. That's what your job is for. But many of us, we get $50,000 salary, and boy, we think we flossing because we got $50,000 salary. But if you, make your, if you make your job your source, that's all the increase you're going to get is $50,000. And what we do is we live right up to $50,000. We, we get enough debt and enough obligations, and we are sending out, we're getting $50,000 a year, but we're sending out $49,999 every year. Now you're going to get, you're obligated your seed, 
You can obligate it your tithe. You can obligate it everything that you've been designed to honor God with so God can take you up. And now you've made your job your source. Your job is not your source. It's a resource. It's a resource for seed. Your business is not your source. I don't care what they tell you, how much you can make it, how much, what's this potential is. It is not your source. Nothing should take the place of God. Amen. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Amen. God's got to be your source. And you've got to make God your source, not only in your words, but also in your actions. Right. Hello, this is Dr. Fry, and I want to thank you for viewing today's broadcast. Today's lesson was on, on how to accelerate your harvest. The Bible says in Galatians, what a man sows is what he will reap. The Bible says also, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Now, there's a due season for us to receive, but I found that there's some things that we can do to accelerate our harvest. And number one, we must make God our source. And we need to do that more than just by saying it with our words, also with our actions. Stop allowing other things to take the place of God, like our jobs, other people, our friendships. Sometimes we allow those things to come in and take the place of God. God has promised to meet every one of your needs. He's promised to prosper you, but we have to make them our total and complete source. It's almost like this, the difference between having a pitcher of water in your hand or a cup of water. That cup of water is limited, but if you have the cup of water and use it, and then you know you have something in the pitcher, you can replenish your cup. God is the water in the pitcher that continuously replenishes our cup because the Bible says our cup runs over. So I know you enjoyed today's broadcast. Stay tuned. Our announcers are going to come up after me to give you some information on how to get this entire lesson in your library because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I appreciate you again for viewing the broadcast. Until next time, continue to live the life of faith. God bless you. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The life that Jesus came for us to have not only includes salvation and healing, but also financial prosperity. Too many in the body of Christ are struggling to make ends meet and suffering from financial lack and insufficiency. In this dynamic six-part series, Dr. Wayne A. Fry lays out God's prescription for financial prosperity. Learn how to release your faith for financial provision. How to honor God through giving tithes and offerings. How to operate the sowing and reaping principle and so much more. The revelation contained in this series has the potential to end your days of financial lack and insufficiency forever. Don't delay. Order the six CD set for $40 or the six DVD set for $60 by calling 1-877-342-4193 or logging on to www.fccintl.org to access our online bookstore. Become a Life of Faith partner today. Your financial support of $20 per month will assist Dr. Fry with taking the gospel around the world through television and missions. As a Life of Faith partner, you will receive early registration privileges for all conferences and events hosted by FCCI, a product discount on all purchases through our online bookstore, and free monthly teachings to strengthen your faith. Log on to www.fccintl.org or call 877-342-4193 as operators are standing by. 
and become a Life of Faith partner today. You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.